Shot is brought to you by Club Hawthorne. Win $400 in NCAA tournament bets and Kentucky Derby bets while enjoying $4 Sam Adams beers. Details at HawthorneBettingBars.com. It's your cousin from Boston. Why are your feet up on the table right now? My feet are not up on the table. Uh, They are metaphorically up on the table because it is the Shea Norling hour, as I like to call it, on uh, Captain Jay Hood. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, it is spring trading, so if you're just tuning in, I'm Adam Abdallah. That's Tom Waddle. We are in for Cap and Jay Hood. You'll get the guys later. Jay Hood and Sylvie will be here at 10 o'clock to cross talk with us. Then Bleck and Yurko will be on from noon to 2. Cap and Carmen, 2 to 6. And Tyler and Meller from 6 to 8 this evening. And it is now time for Shot or No Shot. Here's Shane Orling. Well, let's start with spring trading in this lineup. I don't know about the two of oh you. Boy. I am most excited for Cap and Carmen. Bum, 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 bum. Um, shot or no shot, that's the most exciting show. Well, I think I think it's the one show that we haven't heard, right? We've I, I, you and I have obviously worked together. Worked and I think together. we did it, didn't we? Last spring trading, I you and I worked together in one did. of the spots. I know Bleck and Yurko did the and night know, show last year. Yeah, and I know that that Sylvie and and Jonathan did a show yeah. together at two to six. They did, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. so this is the combination that has yet to to set sail. Yes, and I think also. I did a show with Cap last time as well. I think Bleck needs to do a show. If Danny's listening, we need to rig it. So Bleck does the next show with Cap, preferably two to six. Bleck and Cap would be an electric factory. Well, I think Cap wants Boy, Dan- Cap Danny and him. I to... to now, yeah, wait, well, on the, on the hate meter, does Cap hate Bleck more or Abdallah oh, more? Abdallah. No, really? Black. Oh, yeah. Black. Really? Without question. He didn't even blink. No Shane hesitation. He didn't even blink. Blink. Black. He had no hesitation. I, I'm kind of offended by that. I thought he hated that me. Is a badge of honor? I thought gotta, he hated me more. You got to pump your cap antagonism up, pal. You're doing rookie numbers. Black's clearing I thought you. he hated me more. Black wow. is the Barry Bonds of being hated by cap. <laughs> we all know how much cap feels about Barry Bonds as well. You hear that, Danny? Black and cap. Next week, two to six. It's electric. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think Calf and Carmen the shot. Calf and Carmen, I think, is the one I'm looking yeah, forward to. I think it, again, uh, I think most. it's it's there's no there there has been no connection like Cap and Carmen. You and I, like I said, have worked together. Yeah. The other groups have. Yeah. This is the first time this is the first date for them. Yeah. This is the first date. It's a long date. It is four hours. It's a long ride. This is not speed dating. It's a long ride. This is basically an engagement. Yeah. This is <laughs> like, four hours. Yeah, it's just an engagement. <laughs> All right, next shot or no shot? All right, boys. The Chiefs are not expected to place the franchise tag on Pro Bowl left tackle Orlando Brown Jr. He will likely test the market in free agency. He wanted a massive guaranteed deal last offseason. Instead, he played under the tag. There was all that talk about the Chiefs being frustrated with him. He's probably going to get $20 million or more per year. So shot or no shot? shot. With the Bears leading the league in cap space, <laughs> they should dip into the war chest yeah, for Orlando I, Brown. This, to me, is a no-brainer. Um, I get it. Are you maybe possibly overpaying a little bit? Fine. That's what you do when you have more cap space than everybody else and more needs than anybody else. I get your your point about, hey, I can trust Ryan Poles to identify good offensive linemen. But if if Ryan Poles believes that Orlando Brown Jr. is a good value 
even at whatever price he's going to get as your left tackle, then I'm all in. I am all in. I think it makes a great statement. I think he's, he's been a four-time Pro Bowler. Um, I know that he's not unanimously, you know, based on pro football focus grades and all the other stuff. I think they, they may be able to poke holes in how gr- a good a player he is, but I'm all in, even if it's overpaying. I think shot as long as you structure the deal in a way that is beneficial to you now. You have the most money now. Let's front load the crap out of that there's, deal. There's no doubt because, look, it's a great point because you have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Yeah. So by the time the quarterback needs to get paid, maybe the, the, the parameters of the contract will flip. Yes. I guess like that point. to me that's and then if you also like but if isn't you look that at, the part of isn't that the job of the general manager to yes. see all of that yeah it We're is We're a couple of it knuckleheads is. sitting here at the table you don't think ryan poles is sitting up at hallis hall going look what we need to do is front load the hell out of this contract because the quarterback's still on a rookie deal i don't know because we've had people in that office before that didn't do that and gave you know but uh, you told me mike, you trusted mike glennon 12 million we were in the trust tree i do so, i look i trust him when it comes to evaluating the talent i don't know about the the money you know what i mean like i don't know if he's like hey we're gonna give him 25 million a year just because i want him here or if he's gonna say hey let's give him x amount of money guaranteed and we front load it and he gets 25 million this year and then it's down to 20 the year after and then 15 the year after that and then 10 the year after that i'm with you totally with you on that front i think that's a very i think it's a very uh Savvy move on your behalf. Thank you. Savvy is an, is an adjective that I would use for you. Thank you. I, very savvy. I appreciate that. Shane um, Oh, no, sorry. No, no, go I got one more real go quick ahead. thought. Look, this is your left tackle needs to be a priority. You decided to move on from, from Roquan Smith, not because you, your personalities didn't mesh. Mm. Yeah, that, 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 was the, that was the smaller part. You didn't want to pay $20 million a year for an off-ball linebacker, and he didn't fit the... The, the size, shape, and, and, and whatever of the, the head coach. Mm-hmm. So you saved that money. Mm-hmm. This is where you apply that money. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? So at uh, premier positions like that, yeah. for sure. Okay. All right, Jalen Carter continues to look like a less likely option for the Bears. We just saw on ESPN, even Top McShay has him mocked now at 12 to the Texans outside of the top 10. Uh, I asked Cap'n Hood last week about Denver tackle Draymond Jones as a possible replacement going the free agent route with the three technique. Well, reporting from Brad Biggs, he's expected to get paid around $18 million a year. That would be an overpay. The Bears were going to overpay Larry Ogunjobi before the medicals stopped them. So shot or no shot. The Bears should overpay for a free agent defensive tackle with Carter out of the picture. So I don't necessarily think that Carter is out of the picture. Um, I think it's about what you're willing to deal with, right? Like, I, I look at Todd McShay's newest mock draft. He has the Bears trading out twice, right? So he has the Bears trading first back to four and then back to seven with the Raiders and then them take him take them taking uh, Pete Skaronsky out of Northwestern, which we've heard has short arms. He's the T-Rex because he has so shorter... So is Rashawn Slater. Yeah, they, yeah, that's fine. And so... And then he he doesn't have, like you said, Shade, that he doesn't have Jalen Carter going till twelve. Like, if you get to seven and Jalen Carter's still there... Look, I'm not. I'm not ready to take him off my board. I'm not ready to not entertain thoughts of drafting him. I need to see more. I need to do more work. I need like at this point, it's premature. Yeah, I can't just you know say no, no chance. I think if Jalen Carter's still there at like, I think the Cardinals take him at three. 
Yeah, I, listen, it's it's, and if the Bears can't move out of four, I think they maybe take him at four. Like I don't, I don't think what he it's. Now you have to like the caveat is this is the NFL and nothing matters. Yeah, you have to be able to separate the concept of him. This is what the NFL does. They find guys that 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 are great athletes and do what they ask them to do exceptionally well from the yeah the the real life portion of this. Yes, and I think that look, I don't believe in the. He's young. Boys will be boys. We had people call in and say that your brain isn't fully developed until you're 28 years old. That, listen, you are projected to be a top five pick in the NFL. You need to keep your head on okay. straight and you need to not put yourself in a situation to be like street racing after a national Totally fair game. statement with that. But, but I wouldn't focus on the young part of it. I would focus on the immature side of yeah. it. You are much more immature at this stage. You make bad decisions versus when you're 25. Ask but the Memphis Grizzlies right now but with he's John a, Morant. I get that. John Morant's not a kid, but his decision-making has been awful. I get that. But the immaturity. You are about, to me, this is like the dude that 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 doesn't pass the drug test at the combine. It's like, what do you think? Like, you no know question. you're getting tested. That's, that's immaturity what and bad decision. Like, you need bad to, decision. You need to not put yourselves in those situations. And it's very unfortunate what happened to the people in the other car. But it doesn't change the fact that just like he was charged with something, although it's not anything that he's going to really face jail time for, I don't think. It's to me, it's it's the same situation as what you're willing to put up with, right? The Cubs were willing to put up with Aroldis Chapman to win a championship. The White Sox are willing to put up with Mike Clevenger. Whoever drafts Brandon Miller is going to have to put up with it, and Brandon Miller is the best player in college basketball, hands down. And someone is going to have to put up with that. So to me, it, it's a. I don't think that they. It's a no shot. I think. Because I think if Jalen Carter's there at seven, they're going to take him well, at seven. And, and, I, and I think that, that McShay is, is, is buying what you're saying because in, in his mock, as you said, they trade down to four and then they trade down again to seven yeah. with, the, with the Raiders and, and part of McShay's evaluation. He does have them taking Skaronsky the tackle from Northwestern, but he says alternate, uh, alternatively, excuse me, this would, of course, be a perfect fit for Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter. If Chicago is comfortable with its homework on the still unclear off-field situation after Carter was arrested for what he was. McShay says, I had Carter landing with the Bears at number four in my last mock, but there's too much we don't know right now about what's next for him. Exactly. Shay. All right, last night in the NBA, two of the top teams in the Eastern Conference faced off the Celtics and Cavaliers. The Cavs won in overtime in a thriller. It also had, Tom, one of the most embarrassing moments I can remember ever seeing in the NBA. The Celtics' eighth man, eighth man, Grant Williams, got fouled with .8 seconds left in a 109-109 tie. He decided he was going to get in Donovan Mitchell's face, say, I'm going to make both. He missed both. That's awesome. They lost in overtime. That's shot awesome. or no shot. This is the perfect know your role moment. I would say shot. Don't talk until it like don't talk crap until you've completed the like this is the we're gonna take we're gonna take the ball and we're gonna win, right? As the Matt Hasselbeck yeah, move. Yeah, that's the yeah. And so yeah, you don't want to put yourself in that situation where you have the chance to miss. Like, say that after you make the two free throws. But, Shay, your question is about if this is 
If, if, if this is Jason Tatum, you're cool with it because he's their elite number one guy. And he's probably going to make both. Well, I mean, whether he does or not, you would have less problem with him because you're, he's your best player, not your eighth best player. Right. When you're the eighth best player and you're getting in the other team's best player's face yeah. to say, I'm going to hit both. One, that's probably why you missed both. No, it's not. Two. No, it's not. That's not the reason. <laughs> no. Um, look, I would say be you, to, to quote Matt Nagy. Like, if you are that guy. You. Then, then be that guy. I'm not that guy. Whether I was Jason Tatum or I was Williams, I wouldn't have said that. But if that's who you are, I mean, what are you going to do? That's fair. And just to be the uh, Tony Reale, uh fact-checking, someone on Twitter said that uh, Cap and, it was Nick on Twitter, says Cap and Carmen was, uh, did spring trading last year. Oh, they did. I didn't know that. For two hours, and Carmen and Cap uh, went after another, and it got heated. I did not. I don't remember that. that. See, that's why I'm telling you, this is the well, that's show. That's by of the far. Day. Yeah, that's by yeah. far. That is must. That's must I listen. Think anybody radio. with calf is is going to be the because uh, it, it has the chance to get heated and it has a chance for some. I worked with calf. Remember to, we had the golf tournament, the t- golf events. Yeah, way out and yeah, wherever but it we has were. Has a chance for for him to throw his headphones. It's at freezing, you. but I worked with him and there yeah. were no sparks. Anything else, Shay? Or is that it? That's, That's it. it. That's Shot or No Shot. It's brought to you by Club Hawthorne. Win $400 in NCAA tournament bets at Kentucky Derby bets while enjoying $4 Sam Adams beers. Details at HawthorneBettingBars.com. We'll go around the NFL next. Spring, spring, spring trading days on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN1000 Chicago. It is spring trading. That's why you're hearing me, Adam Abdallah, and that man, Tom Waddle. And it's time to go around the NFL. Here's Shane Orling. Shay. All right, well, let's start with the biggest moving piece in the NFL offseason. Lamar Jackson uh, is going to be franchise tagged today. I believe non-exclusive. Do we have official word, Adam, whether it'll be exclusive or non-exclusive? We do not. It's, uh, what, 2 o'clock is the deadline? Yeah, they're gonna, they've said they're going to take this up to the deadline, but he will be tagged. If it is non-exclusive, they're tagging him to trade him, right? Yes. I think so. I've said this all along. I think that they've told you how they feel about him. They like him, but they don't want to meet his requests. And they mm-hmm. haven't been able to find common ground with him at this point. What What do you guys believe will will make their decision different than what it was prior? He decides to take a pay cut. Well, he's not going to do that. He told you that. that. Like, listen, yeah. I don't know what the situation was. I knew he was, was hurt. There was some. I mean, wasn't there conjecture and talk that... He could have played in the postseason or that they were hoping he was going to play. He didn't even travel with the team for the playoff game, did he? No. I don't think he was there. So that tells you kind of where they're at. Playoff game. Playoffs. And he wasn't. And I, Look, I'm not placing blame on him. What I'm doing is giving you a little, little texture here with how rocky the situation is. I don't understand how all of a sudden now. The Baltimore Ravens are going to say, you know what, Lamar, you were right. What do you want? We're going to give it to you. I think what they're going to do is trade him. Well, here's what happens, right? I went through these teams yesterday that need a quarterback right now. Houston, Indianapolis, Vegas, Carolina, 
And I could argue Atlanta. Atlanta. You don't argue that that's reality. Well, it is and it isn't, right? I don't think that Atlanta trades up if they don't trade for Lamar. I think they just stick with Desmond Ritter and see what they have. And if they're bad again, then they're in the Drake May, Caleb Williams sweepstakes. The, the Atlanta Falcons thought they, did. they had they Deshaun did. Watson. So now I think it helps the Bears if they do trade for Lamar Jackson because then that means that the Ravens have the eighth overall pick and it's probably yeah. going to cost them Atlanta's 2023 and 2024 pick. So then the Ravens would take their 2023 and 2024 pick and could possibly trade that sure. with the Bears yeah. and the Bears trade back from one to to eight. I don't think the Falcons, what I'm trying to say is I don't think the Falcons are trading up for a quarterback. I do. You do? I think it's very likely. Well, no, trade with Lamar. I don't think they're yes. going to trade. I don't think they're going to trade up with the Bears. The draft. Okay. In the draft. Okay. Yes. I think if they don't get Lamar, they're sticking with Ritter. Or maybe signing someone in know. free agency. Listen, think about who they signed as... as no, I, I listen. I, I I think it's more. I'm with you. I think it's more likely that Carolina and Frank Reich is there. You know, they had a history of, at the Colts of trying to you know patchwork that thing with veterans. Yeah, I think it's more likely that the Colts would, or excuse me, the uh, Panthers would jump up than the Falcons. Mm-hmm. But I think the Falcons, I think the Falcons are a very, very likely destination for a trade with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. That's fine. Shake. You know who's looming over the offseason, too, that we haven't talked as much about, and it, it fits into this conversation? Jimmy Garoppolo. Nobody's saying a word about him. I think he kind of goes, he's one of the last few to, to spin off the quarterback yeah. back carousel. I think he's, because he's just fine, right? He's well, not. Well, you have to be concerned that he can stay healthy. I think he's a good player. He's never become the guy that I thought he was going to be. Maybe partially because of the the injury issues, mm-hmm. he's also been in a great environment with with San Francisco and with uh, Shanny. I always go back to the playoff game where he almost threw two interceptions and Shanahan then ran the ball forty times. That was against the Packers, right? Yeah, I think they like, ended up throwing the ball like six times all exactly, game, didn't they? Exactly. And so I could see him either ending up in Washington, if that's the case, maybe in uh, Baltimore. If they end maybe up trading Lamar, maybe, maybe the Jets. If the thing with Aaron Rodgers doesn't, if Rodgers tell his tells his punter friend that he wants to stay with the Packers, and then maybe the Jets go with Jimmy Garoppolo, they could do that. So, I think Goody wants out up there. <laughs> I think like if Aaron Rodgers comes back and says, "Guys, I'm back," I think Goody's like, "Damn!" So I think he's one of the last few. Like he's still riding the carousel by himself. Like him and him and Baker Mayfield are just like, why are we still here? Why does he care? He's the most handsome guy in the NFL. He knows he's going to get paid fifteen, twenty million. Exactly. He'll he'll ride in with a big that big, you know, you know what, eating grin. (laughs) Sign his contract and probably go out win ten games and then get hurt. Absolutely. Shake. Uh, All right. Per Rich Eisen, there are also some rumors about former Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady, the most shocking rumor from the Combine. I brought this up a couple weeks ago because Mike Florio said something similar. The most shocking rumor to Rich Eisen at the Combine, Tom Brady may not be done-done with football. The Miami Dolphins are a destination. saw that yesterday. Um, I, look, I, I guess, you know, it's, it ain't over till it's over. I think... I. I I don't think he's coming back. I hope he doesn't. I mean, like he did. File, he did file his, his his retirement papers, which you know you can always rescind them. But that's usually the first sign. Like Gronk still hasn't filed his. 
Usually it's the sign that a player has come to didn't the conclusion. She, didn't Jay not file his papers for a couple of years that either? Wasn't he like, do yeah. I have to? Didn't he ask you guys? He didn't know that whether well, or not. Yeah, but Jay was also, to. you know, mid-30s and was, you know, yeah. was thinking that there was still going to be another opportunity yeah. and wanted to keep his options open. Yeah. I don't see it happening, but like Tom Brady is... Doesn't he become a one circus of a clown He's a little one bit one. if he comes back? He's already a circus clown. Did you can't you see do him it the twice. Other day? He was at the he was he at the MMA fight the other night, and the dude's cheeks were more sucked in, even more. He's getting all that fat sucked out. If there is there's two percent that's left on what his is body, that, the, the buckle fat surgery is yeah, that what they call he's it? He's getting whatever. He's his face is looking. He's looking more and more like Listen, a skeleton. I, I'm more concerned. I'm, I'm less concerned with that than I am his ability to throw the deep out, to yeah. stand in the pocket. He looked fearful. For his own life in the pocket in the last several games at the Bucks. Yeah. He just I, didn't. He finally looked human. I saw Bucks beat reporters saying that, saying that he was scared to yes. take hits, and that's why he was releasing the ball so yeah. fast. Right. And I mean, like, he was throwing. He was I dirting think he's it. Done. He was dirting it even when it's not time to dirt it. I think he's done. Shit. I do too. All right, do we have good news for David Montgomery's future as a Chicago Bear? Because Tony Pollard got tagged, and so did Josh Jacobs. I don't think either of them are going anywhere. Well, for his future as a Bear, for his future. He gets to stay in Chicago. Maybe not good news for the Bears, Waddle. Depends on how you feel. Um, Look, I think they like him up there because he's a hard worker. He's a great guy. And and I think there's talent there. I just, what's it going to cost me, Shea? Eight million a year? No, nah, I'm not giving him eight million dollars a year. I it, listen. You can argue that the kid that that, that they have there is a better runner. Uh, David Montgomery is a much better blocker and a better Hunter. receiver. Yes, mm-hmm. but they need they need a Tony Pollard type. You know, like Khalil Herbert is not very good or hasn't been very good in pass protection. He hasn't been a great receiver. They need to find a guy that they like. Look at what Kansas City did, and they're a tough comp, uh, uh, comp because. They do everything well. Yeah. But they got a running back in Pacheco who can also receive it. But then McKinnon is a guy that they have, uh, Jarek McKinnon, that is a fabulous receiver mm-hmm. out of the backfield. And they can, you know, mix and match with those guys. I think that David Montgomery and, and Khalil Herbert are basically the same guy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Again, I think that Montgomery is a better, a slightly better receiver and certainly a much better blocker. But if he'd be willing to take million. If he'd be willing to take $5 million, I okay, think I, but then, I'd be fine with it. But you still need a guy that is who's your receiving back. You still have to find a guy that I is know. more of a threat coming out of the backfield as a receiver as well. I know. Just I, draft somebody. Yeah, just draft okay. somebody. Just draft somebody. I'm with you. So draft somebody and then just say, David, it's been great. We appreciate your dedication. You were a good player for yeah. us. But we don't have $8 million in our budget for that. Not for a running back. For that position. I like him. He's a good player, but not for $8 million. No, no thank you. Not for me. Listen, I'd rather overpay Orlando Brown as your left tackle. Oh, yeah. Because here's the thing. If you improve your offensive line and Justin Fields gets better, your running game automatically gets better. Automatically. Boom. It doesn't matter who's back there. That's a great point. You're full of great points today. It's early. I think it's early. I think your brain is stimulated the earlier. Early. I I have a lot of energy right now. I know I'm going to, like, there's going to be a fizzle point today. I've had enough coffee to kill a small goat. So that might be it, but, you know, we'll see. I'll crash at, like, 11 when I get home. Yeah.
I'm Shit. doing yard work at 11. Ew. All right, uh, Adam, I heard you talking about this last night on your show with uh, Chris Black. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been strangely quiet. They have not said anything. They really don't have many options. They can't restructure many of their contracts. They have no cap space. They don't have any draft capital. They have very few options to get better. So the question becomes... They're just last year's Bears, right? Yes, no question. I was just yeah. going to say that. So I sink to the bottom. Yeah, my philosophy on the the uh, the Bucks this year is let's start looking at their roster and start going shopping, right? Like let's Vita Vea. What's like, on that? Like, that, like Mike uh, or uh, is it Mike Evans? I don't want Mike Evans. No, I'm saying like I don't you've want Mike got Evans. a lot of high priced players that may be looking. They may be looking to move. Yes, I'm not interested in that. Well, at not, this point. not Mike Evans, but you look at a Vita Vea. You look at guys like that that they could that they could move off from. I think that that's a that's a destination where like you look at Baker Mayfield, he ends up there or something like that, and he goes, hey, you know, like we're not going to be good, and they they come back and they go with Caleb Williams and they get Drake May or something like that. Like they're. I don't think that they're the reason you haven't heard anything is because I feel like they're going to be the ones that are like the Bears where they start if they start getting offers, even if it's middle of the year. I mean, look, the Bears didn't trade Roquan and Robert Quinn until, you know, half before the deadline. So I think that you keep an eye on and you start picking off some of those contracts or maybe they start releasing some guys and you just pick apart the Tampa Bay Bucks and it could be to the Bears advantage because just because they've been so quiet. They haven't done anything. Well, listen, the, the trade of this first overall selection as well may include existing players on other teams, too. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think this is the benefit of having not only draft currency, but so much money to spend in free agency as well. That maybe it's not signing a free agent, but maybe it's being able to absorb a contract of a player that is no longer part of the plan yeah. in some other city. Mm-hmm. And I think that you saw that in a lot of other places. Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a reason why Tyreek Hill was available. Stephon Diggs was available mm-hmm. a year before. I'm really interested in a potential trade with the Carolina Panthers because if the Panthers want to move up from where they're at, mm-hmm. that may include an existing player. Yeah. There's a couple of guys on their roster that I'd be interested in. Brian Burns willing. has been the name that's yeah. been yeah. thrown around. And mm-hmm. listen, if they're willing to move off of him, I'm very interested. I find it hard to believe that they would be able be willing to move on from him. Yeah. But, He's going to be 29, I think. That's not too old. Oh, no, I don't, is, I don't think Burns? so. I thought he was much younger than that. You may be right, Shay, but, I mean, that sounds... 24, dude. Yeah, he's on his first I, contract. I, must, I was thinking yeah. of somebody else. Different guy. Maybe it's the receiver, DJ Moore, that you're thinking uh, about. DJ Moore's 25. 25. Okay, so there's two guys yeah. that, you know, for me... That could needs. If you are looking to make a deal with Carolina, those guys would be in front of my brain. I think we can ask Albert Breer about that. What's more likely that the Bears trade this pick for more picks or trade this pick for more picks and maybe a few players. We'll talk to Albert Breer coming up next. Here's today's headlines Headline. with Captain Jay Hood. Hey, that's my cue. It's sitting over here slacking. Bulls uh, off last night. It was a good uh, respite for me as well. I didn't have to watch that nonsense. Uh, back in action tomorrow in Denver. Blackhawks won 5-zip over Ottawa. Uh, first win since Kaner's been dealt. Uh, the Chiefs not expected to place the franchise tag on Pro Bowl left tackle Orlando Brown Jr. We'll ask Albert Breer about whether or not the Bears have a chance of re-sign- or signing him, not re-signing him. And police in Glendale, Colorado are investigating Grizzly star John Morant for his actions on Instagram Live over the weekend. The Glendale Police Department investigating whether Morant broke any gun laws. Those are your headlines this morning. 
This is Spring Trading Tuesday. Same lovable ESPN Chicago host, but paired with different radio partners. Spring Trading Tuesday continues on ESPN Chicago. Hello. Football on ESPN 1000. Hello, Bert. Albert Breer. Hey, Bert. Senior NFL writer for SI.com joins Captain Jay Hood. Bert's it. What? You're it, Bert. On ESPN 1000. What do you mean I'm it? We see, that's the game. I just tagged you, and you're it until you tag somebody else. Albert Breer. No, no, I'm not playing a game. I'm reading, Ernie, and I'm not it. Okay. On Chicago's Home for Sports. But Bert is it. Albert Breer joins Cap'n J. Hood every Tuesday at 8.35. We are not Cap'n J. Hood. No, we're not. That's Tom Waddle. I'm Adam Abdali. You hear J. Hood and Sylvie coming up at 10 o'clock, followed by Bleck and Yurko at noon. Cap and Carmen at 2 and Tyler and Meller at 6 o'clock. Is this the part where we ask Albert if he needs to stay at our house or would like to go to dinner with us? I mean, we can. <laughs> we can see if he wants to get like a brunch with us maybe, yeah. like a boozy brunch or something. Is this when Cap's move? Like once we hey, get Albert's into... in town, you want to stay at my house? Like, Albert, when can you get, like when's the time between now and the end of the, like the start of the draft? When can you just say, you know what, I'm going to enjoy a boozy brunch today? Are you guys like? Uh, are you guys trying to paint Cap and, and Jay Hood as, as creeps? Because it does sound kind of creepy, like when you put it all together. <laughs> not, not Jonathan. <laughs> just yeah, Cap. The, the dinner part's normal. I feel like, hey, we're going to be in the same city. We're all there. Let's get together for a dinner or something like that. Yep. That's fine. But like, I mean, come on. You're. I mean, you can get a hotel. Right? I think. I think Cap was just being very friendly in it was, his it nature. Was, it was. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but that that Marriott by the facility is beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, when I come through for training camp, so uh, I, I was actually all set. But I appreciated the offer. But, but but you're right. When you put it all together, you know, like you put all the offers together, it does maybe maybe, maybe I have maybe I have a stalker and I didn't even know. Albert, it. if he ever says put the lotion in the basket, then you know you need run. to run the other direction. Run, okay? run. That's all. Yep, yeah, run. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the Chiefs yesterday, uh, we find out that they are not going to be putting the franchise tag on Orlando Brown, meaning he will become mm-hmm. a free agent. Is this so they can negotiate with him, or is he actually going to become a free agent and someone the Bears have a chance at? Well, I, yes, he, I, I think he will become a free agent because for, you know, 99 guys out of 100, if you get to this point, you're this close to free agency, you've taken on all the injury risk. It almost makes no sense for you not to go and test the market, you know. And so um, the fact that you know he's going to make a pass the 4 p.m. deadline without a franchise tag today, I think tells you what you need to know about what's going to happen and, and, and his availability next week. The reason the Chiefs did this was because they want a long-term answer this year um, at left tackle. And they're not saying that Orlando Brown can't be the long-term answer. It's just at his asking price, they didn't want to do it. And so, you know, I, part of this is, you know, go see what your worth is, Orlando, and then, you know, we'll reassess. And Orlando doesn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have to give them the right of first refusal. But, you know, I know that they'd be interested if, you know, the market is where, where their offer has been. And they'd be interested in doing a long-term deal with them. Um, and if not, like, then they, you know, go and, and find somebody else, whether it's, you know, somebody like maybe a Donovan Smith or somebody at the bottom of the first round, you know, and I think, you know, the Northwestern tackle, the Ohio State tackle, the, the Georgia tackle, the left tackles from those schools are probably going to be gone by the time they're picking, but there could be an, an acceptable answer there at the end of the first round. And so really for Kansas City, this isn't saying like Orlando Brown was a bad player for us the last two years. It's just you know they that they have a they have a disagreement on its worth and 
you know, really the, 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 the Chiefs wanted to be done going year to year with this. They yeah. want to come out of this offseason with a long-term answer, a left tackle, whoever that long-term answer is. Uh, obviously, Albert, uh, Ryan Poles has tremendous knowledge of who Orlando Brown Jr. is. More likely that he is a Chief in 2023 or a Bear? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I want to say Bear. To say, I, I think like the ship may have sailed with the Chiefs just because when you get to the to the market, things can go bonkers a little bit. And um, look, like, do I think he's an elite left tackle? No. Um, is he a competent left tackle? Sure. You know, and um, so like those sorts of players don't usually make it to the market. If you look at the next three tackles, actually, Tom, like I, they're they're all right tackles. You know, right. it's Mike McGlinchey, it's Juwan Taylor. Um, and I'm missing one. I, I can't think of who the third one is there. But those three, got the three, three top guys in the market are all right tackles, you know. And so, um, you know, guys with you know extensive starting experience at left tackle generally don't make it to the market. And you know, I think that puts a team like the Bears in play, especially with the background that Ryan Poles has and 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 the obvious need that they have, you know, on that offensive line. At towards the end of the combine, the the smoke pretty much became a full-fledged fire with the Bears and what they're going to be able to get for this first-round pick and Poles has quotes out there saying that he wants a 24 and a 25 first-round pick for this first overall pick. Is it more likely that they trade this pick for more picks or that a trade involves a team that's trying to offload some bigger contracts and also some picks? Well, I think if it's going to include a contract, it's going to have to happen soon. You know, and I when I when I talked to, to Ryan and to, to Matt Eberflus on Saturday, it didn't seem like they were in any rush to move the pick. Um, you know, I, I think one of the one of the complications with including you know a, a veteran player in the deal is a salary cap, and the, the salary cap for twenty twenty three goes into effect beginning of the league year, middle of next week. So you would think if there's going to be some some veteran with a big contract as part of this deal, whoever it is then like I think both sides would want to have that done early in the league year so that can allow them to do other things in free agency trades, all that stuff. So um, I think the likelihood remains that it's probably going to be a package of picks. And that's not to say there isn't a veteran involved, but I, I just like look at where the Bears are right now. And they need volume. Like they need players, not a single player. And so – you know, and I, I think you know, you look at where they're at. They've got a ton of money that they can spend in free agency. Um, you know, but really, this is going to be about building with younger players across the board. And um, so, you know, I, I think Ryan Pohl's preference here would be to get as many picks out of this single pick as he possibly can. And in talking to him, you know, they've engaged with three teams um, so far. The feeling is there could wind up being more involved. And they have seven players that they view as worthy of the first overall pick, which I think sort of paints how far they'd be willing to go down. Um, and I, I think it does put, you know, the, 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 the Colts in play at four, the Texans in play at two, the, the, the Panthers in play at three. So they should have some suitors. Albert, when you say that they, they think they are seven guys, are those, is that including quarterbacks? Obviously, they're not in pursuit of a quarterback. Yeah, it is, but I, you know, like that doesn't mean it's all four quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Right. Like so, and that's sort of the math that you have to do in your in your head if you're if you're the Bears. It's well, let's say they're, and I don't know what the number is, but let's say they only have two quarterbacks among the nine, right? And let's say that you think, or around, among the seven, and let's say you think four are going to go in the top ten. 
well, that means that you can drop down to nine or ten, you know, like and feel like right. pretty comfortable that you're going to wind up getting one of your seven players. So, yes, it does include quarterbacks. I just don't know how many quarterbacks are among those seven. It could be four. It could be zero. With the, the combine in the rearview mirror, Albert, what has changed from your perspective with regard to how the rest of the league looks at this class? So I would say, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, like, I think that the top players, like the top position players, things didn't change much. Um, you know, I think it's still Jalen Carter and Will Anderson at the top. Um, if you're just talking about the on-field stuff, right. obviously there's sure. a lot to sort throughout the field with Carter. Um, Tyree Wilson, I think some teams view him, the, te- the defensive end from Texas Tech, as being in that class. And then I think after that there's some disagreement, you know, there's the Clemson D line, and there's the the offensive tackles that I mentioned. Um, you know, one thing that I think is really obvious at the top is there are defensive pressure players. Um, you know, guys, guys, guys for your defensive front, Anderson and Carter and Wilson. You know, again, the Clemson guys um, that you know I, I think are are in that group. And then after that, you probably have the three offensive tackles. You know, and so, you know, I, I think if you're looking for defensive linemen, offensive linemen, and you're picking the top 10, you're probably going to be comfortable getting one of them. Where things probably did shift a little bit was with the quarterbacks. And, you know, I, I, I you know, CJ Stroud still got a lot of questions to answer, but man, he looked good throwing it, and his meetings were awesome, you know, from, from what I understand. His meetings went really, really well. Anthony Richardson, everybody liked him in his meetings, but I think he showed again that he still does have a way to go, ways to go. But his, off, his athletic testing was obviously off the charts. So, you know, I think if you like this quarterback class coming in, you probably maybe even like it a little bit more. And if you're uncomfortable with Bryce Young's size, you're probably looking at this and you're saying to yourself, God, those other guys are enticing if we can develop them right. a little bit. He looked like he was standing next to C.J. Stroud, honestly. I was just watching. Oh, the yeah. He looked like his little brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, there's that much difference size-wise I mean, between him and some of the see others. It, like, if you guys really want to see it, pull up the Heisman ceremony photo um, from 2021 when he won the Heisman, right? And look at it, and you can see, I think it was Aiden Hutchinson, C.J. Stroud, um, and there was another, I can't remember who the the fourth finalist was but there were four finalists there and like you looked at it and like Aiden looked like markedly bigger than CJ and then CJ towered over Bryce and CJ is like a he's a, he's, he's got good size for a quarterback but right. we're not talking about Cam Newton here right <laughs> you know so that's the thing about it and, and there's just not a lot of precedent for it like if you look at it like there aren't a lot of quarterbacks under 6-1 period who don't run like 4-5 or faster that make it in the NFL and you're, you're really if you boil it down you're talking about Drew Brees you know what I mean right and if you're drafting first overall I mean maybe he's Brees you know and he's got a lot of Brees qualities but man like when you're talking about precedent like that's a narrow path you're walking yeah Albert Breer joining us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline it is Tom Waddle Adam Abdallah it is spring training in for Cap and Jay Hood today before we let you go I love when the guys ask you this uh, at the end of the interview anything in your phone from the combine that you want to tell us that you haven't shared with anybody else maybe you want to break some Lamar Jackson news oh yeah there you go we won't tell anybody it's just us talking here at dinner like what do you want to say to us yeah I I think that like so here's right I I think the quarterback market over the next um, week is going to be interesting Um, I I would say the Lamar thing yeah I just nothing's preventing teams from calling them 
You know what I mean? Like, and so I think that's going to be part of the equation for Eric DaCosta. And, you know, if you're Atlanta, if you're Carolina, do you consider it? You know what I mean? Like, do you look at it and say, you know, even if Lamar's only got three or four years left at this level and the, the, the hits are going to you know, take their toll, is it worth it to do that? You know, that's sort of the way you're thinking on Lamar. Um, and, you know, I, I think that this all affects, like, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, like, I, I, I look at Jimmy Garoppolo and he's sort of, if Lamar goes back to Baltimore and Aaron's going to New York or Green Bay or staying in Green Bay, well, you know, like does Jimmy Garoppolo wind up in Houston? Does he wind up with the Jets? Does he wind up with the Raiders? Um, you know, I just think there's a lot of moving pieces right now, more than normal, you know, in the quarterback market. And so what happens with Lamar? What happens with Ryan Tannehill? What happens with um, Jimmy Garoppolo? A lot of that's still sort of left to be determined. And, and it could wind up affecting what happens right there in Chicago because, you know, if one of these teams is picking in the top ten that needs a quarterback, winds up with one of the veterans, does that mean they're off the table when it comes to a trade? That's part of all of this, too. Thanks for your time, Albert. We appreciate it. Thanks, Albert. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. That's Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. He joins Cap and Jay Hood every Tuesday at 835. you got to hurry up because I'm, no, getting, I'm, no, getting I'm just sign. saying there's one the name we haven't mentioned that we've got to mention when we come back. We will. And we've got something special for you coming up next. This is Spring Trading Tuesday. Same lovable ESPN Chicago host, but paired with different radio partners. Spring Trading Tuesday continues on ESPN Chicago. March 24th is going to be the party of the year. It is the 25th anniversary celebration of ESPN 1000. It's going to be the best party of the year. It's going to be the biggest party of the year. It is at the House of Blues. You can get your tickets right now at LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. You must be 21 or over uh, with a valid ID. It is Friday, March 24th. Like I mentioned, the doors open at 11 a.m. And the live show goes from 12 to 6, scheduled to appear, besides Tom Waddle. You're going to get Jay Cutler, Robbie Gold, maybe future bear Robbie Gold. Who knows? But you guys can ask him. You guys can ask him just that. You guys can ask him just that. Mark G and Greco, Eddie Olchek, the Cornets, Jordan and Shea, which we will get to in a little bit, the Cornets. Sarah Spain, Nick Friedel, Lou Canales, Fred Hubner, Ray Flores, and of course, the reunion of Mac, Yurko, and Harry. And just for listening right now, just for listening right now, we've got a pair of tickets for you for this event for free. You don't have to go and and get them at LiveNation.com right now. Caller 10. If you can tell me this, now Tom Waddle's been at the station a very long time. I've been at the station at the very long time as well. What was the first time? You're now on two to six with Sylvie every day. Am I? Weekdays, not every day, weekdays. What was the first time slot that Waddle and Sylvie worked in? Caller hmm. 10 right now. What was the first time slot that Waddle and Sylvie worked in together? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The tenth caller number ten. If you have the answer, if not, we'll move on to eleven, twelve, and so forth from there. 
if you can get it. Do you know what the first time slot was? Do you I, remember? I do. Yes, I okay. do. Okay, you remember yeah, the first I time do. slot you yes, were in? Okay. I do. Yeah, you do because you told me in the break. I did. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this is going to be awesome. I can't wait for everybody yeah, to come it's back be fun. and hang out all day at the House of Blues. Well, the reunion of Mac Yurko and Harry is going to be special, yes. obviously. Yes. Uh, but we'll have a cast of thousands. Yeah, a mini reunion with you guys and Gene Greco. Yeah, Gene yeah. Greco. Uh, Jay will be there. Yeah. I mean, that'll be fun, reliving some of the best moments of the last... 25 years. It's going to be, be fun. great. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for Had it. a couple um, drinks. Absolutely. You know? I've been at this station now for since 2000. I started my internship in 05. Wow. It's been a long time, man. That's longer than me. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, I think Sylvie is the the longest is. standing member, right? Sylvie's and then the, Carmen, one of the originals from like the the inception of the radio station, yeah. and Carmen's next right after that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's just a bunch of us. Bunch of people, yeah. So on and so forth. But it's going to be so much fun to hang out with everybody and uh, see everybody that's coming. A lot of people coming in for it. Good times. More to be announced, more special guests to be announced. But again, go to LiveNation.com, search ESPN Chicago, get your tickets. You must be 21 or over. Uh, you know, the various House shows. House Blues is a great venue oh, as well. Dude, I am so excited to be when Danny Zetterman told us about this, that we were going to be on the House of Blues stage. Like, as someone who's gone to tons of shows there yeah. and like someone that loves music like I want to like to get to be on that stage for a little bit is going to be awesome cuz like I've seen so many acts play there that yeah. like now getting to you be are on that stage yeah yeah I get You're to one of the performers put on our dog and our dog and pony show uh Joey from Itasca knew that Tom Waddle and Mark Silverman were first on from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's right. We had the night shift. Yeah, you guys were, you know. Even later than your shift. I six know. To eight. I know. And now we're on 6 to 8. Yeah. You guys were first on 7 to 9 p.m. Paved the way. We were night owls. Listen, you were young in the business. You had to pay your dues. I get it. I'd been in the business for 15 years you, at that you time. You were young. Yeah, I'd you been were in the business young. for 15 years. You got to pay your dues. Yeah. I get it, man. You got to work those shifts, the holidays, Listen, the nights, I had no problem with weekends. it. weekends. I'm the one that decided to make this. I had worked seven to nine for 10 years over at WGN with Cap. <laughs> so congrats to Joy for my task. If you don't have your tickets, again, LiveNation.com. That's I-K-A-S-K-A. -A. I know what he meant. That's why I said. Itasca. I know there's no such place as Icasca. So uh, I'll, way to air Shea out like that, man. Hey, I'm playing Caps Roll today. You have been in the business a yes. long time. Jeez. There is one quarterback we haven't talked about yet. Uh, we will talk about him and then a, a texting mishap. We'll get uh -oh. into that all coming up at 9 o'clock. That's next.